Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just two bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. Welcome back. You're listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We're wrapping up the end of Matt James' season. Just really the craziest season in Bachelor history. A, just a, an incredible, poignant after the final rose, I'm really not sure that this franchise can continue after after what happened. There's going to be holes poked in the entire idea of what The Bachelor is beyond the racial component. I'm joined, as always, by Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you, my friend? Hello, everybody. You and I have been doing this for, um, I don't know how many seasons of The Bachelor. It seems like Several. at least 10. But, Several. Um, and I, you and I both started doing this because we, we think the show is um, ripe for uh, fodder to make fun of. And it, um, it took itself just serious enough exactly. to to be able to um, have a, a weekly show to poke fun at, at some of its uh, people and its content. And then, yeah. Yeah. you know, they made this bold move, bold. I don't know why it's bold, but bold move casting the first black bachelor. It's insane. Now, it's insane. We're t- now, 25 seasons in and we got the first black guy ever. It's that's crazy. Yeah. I, I think, it, I think it's a funny thing nowadays that, uh, people use two words to justify why they haven't done something until now. Um, just like, you know, the NFL, uh, Super Bowl, first woman referee in the Super Bowl. That's great. It's to be celebrated. Yeah. Well, how, why now? I mean, you've been around a hundred years, this league, because yeah. it's time. Yeah. You know, two words, time. It's time. Yeah. Um, bachelor, you've had 20 seasons of this. How come you've never had a black bachelor? Because it's time. Yeah, um, that's not that's, that's, that's a cop for out. For some reason, excuses. Yeah, excuses any wrongdoing. It's a cop so, out. So, I walked away from this uh, this this entire situation thinking, man. I mean, they they got kind of what they asked for in this whole thing. They they really wanted to be politically correct, and then 
this political correctness has like turned against them because I saw um, a, a couple of the, the former black contestants on the show saying that the bachelor audience has a racial problem. And it's like, <laughs> well, come on. All right. Okay. Well, uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, it's, it's the audience. The audience has a racial problem. Um, the other day I saw a, an LA times article hiking has a racial problem and it's like, what what kind of a headline is that? Well, there's nothing. Anybody there's can nothing go hiking whenever. But everybody wants to find the racial component in anything, and 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 the reason for that is there is a racial component to most things that we have that we have ignored for many many years. So when people say hiking has a racial problem because they only see white people hiking, well, it's there's probably reasons for that. There's probably reasons that that for that that you. And I, as ignorant middle-aged white guys, don't know about. We don't. We never thought about it because we're ignorant to that kind of thing. So, it's, um, yeah, it's it's going to make it hard to do the Bachelor after this season. Now we have somebody. I see somebody's on hold, waiting to get in. We're we're always excited to have this guest. Let's bring him on right now. We are joined by a great friend of the show. Reality, Steve Carbone. Reality, how are you, my friend? What's going on, boys? How you doing? You, uh, you, you, pretty busy these days. A lot of people, a lot of people have questions about what what happened on this season, The Bachelor. Well, you know what? The thing that's making me, or it's it's about to make me busy, is the fact that we're. I thought it was going to happen today. It's probably going to happen tomorrow, but they're going to release all the guys for Katie's yeah. season. Yeah on the Facebook page and I have to start digging. I released about 12, but they're going to release probably 30 to 35. So yeah. I'm going to have to find 25 guys, last names. And yeah, you're going to have to that, get that's, their that's IGs. The busy part. Yeah. Um, now that this is over, I mean, I've known, you know, I've pretty much laid out what was going to happen and it all happened. So it wasn't really terribly busy. I mean, I just think the, uh, the, the biggest thing was, just a different after the final rose, which I'm sure we'll get into. Sure. And um, just the thought on just the thoughts on that and having a, having to look at the show a little bit differently uh, with that. And with, I, I assume they're doing, they're going to do a back to back bachelorette to sort of cleanse the palette of the bachelor after what happened this season. And then maybe try to figure out how to relaunch that in a more inclusive way. Is that the sense you're getting? I think they're going Katie, Paradise, then Michelle. Paradise mm -hmm. will film in June. Right. Katie's going to film from now and this weekend until end of April, beginning of May. It'll start airing in May. They'll film Paradise in June. And then Paradise is only about a three-week shoot. So that'll be like June 7th to June 28th. And yeah. then in July, they'll start with Michelle's, wherever that may be. And I mean, I'm, it's funny. I'm, I was... Uh, yeah. Jason I was thinking the entire finale as, um, you know, Michelle's storyline uh, got brushed to the side, but I was thinking the entire uh, finale as we watched her go on the date and meet the parents and stuff. Yeah. Um, she's a cool chick and she's, um, there's nothing, um, there's nothing to hate about her. She's just really boring. I, yeah. I, I see almost Super zero, Super zero interest in, in her being the bachelorette. Mm -hmm. I think I understand why they had to yeah. do this, yeah. but, um, she's, she's not a very it's interesting subject. Like Katie's got edge to her. 
She brings yeah, her she brings her sex toys on the show. She uh, she you know she's not afraid to mix it up with people. Um, obviously, they wanted to be more diverse, and that's great. So I'm happy for Michelle. But I was a Brie fan. I was I liked Brie. Yeah, I think the funny the, the thing with Katie is like after everything that happened this season with our first black bachelor and how poorly it was botched by production and just everything that went down this season to say, Hey, our next bachelorette is the 11th place white girl. I mean, it was just, they couldn't just have it as Katie. And I, I think that was the initial plan. And then when everything hit the fan um, in beginning of February, they said, I don't know if they thought like, well, let's just only do Michelle or, I don't know what they were thinking, but I, this makes the most sense after what we were given this season, because they would have had an outrage uh, from people that are already bothered by the lack of diversity on the show to be like, yeah, the girl who finished in 11th, who's white. uh, Yeah. Let's just, she's our next girl. Like, why are you, and when, when eight of your top 11 were BIPOC contestants, like, why are you choosing the white girl who finished 11th when, I, you know, I'm a very big math guy. I'm into the numbers thing. And we've had 16 bachelorettes. Well, technically 17 because Tasha was a bachelorette. Every bachelorette finished in the top four of their season, except Hannah Brown. And she finished seventh. So now they're going 11th. Yeah. With Katie. It's like, I get why Katie. Oh yeah. She's, she was a breakout person. Yeah. Like you get why they chose her. Yeah. And she got the edit and she's, she was getting the edit for the four episodes, five episodes she was on. Totally. She was absolutely getting the Bachelorette edit. And yeah. then at the Women Tell All, Chris Harrison's like, so so where do we go from here, Katie? What, what's next for you? It's right. like, okay, Chris, you know, it's obvious what they were doing there. But at the time they filmed that, I think they were just set on Katie. And then they said, you know what? Why don't we give Michelle a season? And I was told that Michelle got hers, like, because people came to me and said, well, why are we, if you want Michelle as the Bachelorette, why is it Michelle or just our Bachelorette? Why do we have to do this Katie thing first? And the, the story that I got was, and I guess this was cut out. A lot of stuff was cut out of the After the Funnel Rose because it was a six-hour taping. We saw 40 minutes. Wow. But Michelle said she didn't want to leave her class again, and she would have had to miss oh, the remainder right. of the school She's year. She's a teacher and in Minnesota. So like, okay, so we'll go. We'll, we'll, we'll give it to you in the summer. I mean, that's that's essentially the reasoning why we're getting Michelle in the summer and Katie and that, now. That speaks to just how boring she is, that she doesn't want to leave her her school for stardom and Instagram fame. Um, Now, I, you know, we need to remind our listeners who aren't, you know, necessarily crossover listeners. I don't think our listeners are listening to Steve Carbone's or Reality Steve's podcast or vice versa. I do know that Reality Steve's audience really likes us. I do do. know that. But they do. Let's let's take it. Let's take a step back a little bit, because, you know, Steve is like. You know, he can't see the forest beyond the trees or whatever that, that, that stupid cliche is. And that he is so he is so involved in this. And he, he's so involved in the spoilers and what's coming and that um, that I, I need to take our listeners just back a, a little bit yeah. and just kind of talk about what we saw on Monday night, which was um, a horribly boring um, uh, date and parent session where uh, Matt's parents met the, the two ladies and all this, all this nonsense. And we just kind of seem to be going through the motions, the entire finale. And then all of a sudden Matt's mother says one thing and it changes the course of history. Like she says something innocuous, like, you know, love isn't everything. And then that for some reason 
threw the entire balance of the world off for Matt. And he just goes into this annoying, um, I don't know, feeling sorry for himself. Like um, it just, just like contemplative, contemplative, whatever state that he's in. And it made for just dreadful TV. I was so bored at this point, him not wanting to go on a date with Rachel and putting her off, um, a, a day, even though she was wearing the real hot Olivia Newton-John Sandy uh, leather pants for, for the greeting. Um, that was kind of interesting. But I just really got pissed off at the way he acted after his mother said those words through the end of the after the rose ceremony. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I was just pissed off the entire time. Did did you were you guys like I mean Steve probably knew everything that was happening, but uh Brian, were you pissed off? Were you hate watching the, the last like two hours, including the after the rose that I was? So I gotta be honest. Other than the after the final rose, the the final episode was just as supremely boring as it is every season. It's just so there's just not enough to do to fill the two hours. So I just, I could barely pay attention as always. I wasn't like mad or anything. I knew he was picking Rachel. There was no way we were getting all this information about Rachel and her Mm -hmm. Southern digressions. If she was not the one that was going to get picked in the end, there's just not, you wouldn't be talking about somebody this much if they didn't win the game show. So I was just kind of waiting for that. And I'll, I'll be honest still. I mean, I saw his mom was there. His brother was there. He was looking at his phone. I did see, <laughs> I did see um, him release Michelle and it was, it was kind of a bummer because she, she brought the jerseys. She brought yes. it because her name's Michelle James and his name's Matt James. And so she brought the, but she's Michelle young. Oh, young. That's right. So she, but she had, she had, sorry, she had jerseys made with like Mr. And Mrs. James on the back. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. it was, and you could just see the look on his face. And I felt really bad for him in that moment because he's asked to carry this franchise and he's asked to carry it to a level it's never been before because he's the first black guy to do it. So there's a lot on his shoulders and he's fundamental. He's not a piece of shit like the the normal guys that they pick. So he's just, you can tell he's a nice human being and he just didn't want to do this to this girl. And I I don't know that, that part kind of bummed me out. So I, to answer your question, Jason, I wasn't mad um, as much as I was bored, but also kind of uh, sympathetic for for Matt James. But, but what you just said, I think, kind of is is uh, my point exactly. Like he was by far, he's by far the most interesting bachelor we have by seen. By far, they blew it. Smart, yeah. smart, incredibly charming. He he had a he had a word or a response to everything to make everyone feel better about themselves. He was he was fun to talk about. Um, with all the ridiculousness of the show and all the, all the obstacles that they throw at you to make, make you feel horrible. He just kind of navigated all of them. And I, I was a fan going into the Monday night and I'm not a fan anymore. And I, and I think that there's like, uh, he, he said up front, I remember, um, 
I think it was on the show in the early days and Carbunk had confirmed this. He actually acknowledged the pressure there is to be the black bachelor because the, the uh, pressure to choose someone who's black and the pressure to choose something, someone who's white. And he was considering the reaction he was going to be getting from bachelor nation and the rest of the world. So he went into the season thinking that. So he went into this finale thinking I'm going to choose a white chick and what is that going to do to, to my life? As opposed to, I fell in love with someone I'm going to marry with and she's my ride or die. Um, And, and it played out exactly. I think it's like, it's like um, one of those things, like um, what do you call it? It's um, I don't know what something, what don't, don't catch uh, 22, not catch 22. It's like when you think of something and then it just happens. Deja vu. If you're afraid of something and it happens, uh, foregone conclusion. I don't know yes. what it is. Yes. But anyways, um, he he seemed to be nervous about it up front, and then everything kind of played out the way he was afraid of it playing out, and then he just fed into it um, at the very end. And this is and this is what pisses me off. Um, and we're, we'll let uh, Reality Steve talk here, but I promise. But the after the rose ceremony to me was um, she had already apologized and she's been taking steps on social media to try to prove that she is working to be the, the anti-racist. Of course. Um, right. Yeah. So um, she's, she's, she's taken those steps. Uh, what we found out in the after the rose was, is that uh, once Matt found out that all this was true, all the rumors that he had been hearing and yeah. he saw the pictures, he broke up with her. Yeah. So, so that's fine. You could, that, that, that makes sense, whatever. But to go on the show and to make this uh, poor 24-year-old feel worse than she already did, yeah. to, to humiliate somebody who loves you on an, a national show to where she, she obviously was unaware of something, she was ignorant, yes. and for not knowing something, she had to be, um, she had to be dealt with, like, and she had to be punished more than she already has mm. on social media and yeah. whatever the reaction was. And to me, it was like, he really needed to be that way. I mean, he had two paths to choose as far as I'm concerned. You do the, you do what he did. Yep. And I think he looks like an asshole. And then you, or you say, look, we're not together anymore, but I fell in love with a person that I think is a genuinely kind person that I think she has made mistakes and I want her to learn from it. I want everyone to know that, I'm with her and I'm here to help her. I, you, you don't go on a national show and say, well, hold on. You should feel really bad and you're on your own now. Cause, but he's, you're, you're, you're overlooking just one small piece of this. And I'm sure reality can speak to this. The show ended this, but between the time that this, this controversy started to boil and Rachel's apology was a good chunk of time, a, a, a week or two. And Matt said, I was there for her. I was there to comfort her. But she she didn't admit to what she did. And so then when she finally did and apologized, that was the motherfucker for Matt. He He had been there for her in her moment of, pain and her moment of controversy but the thing was he thought it was just all rumors well she's southern you know she's from the south who knows 
And, but it turned out the things that it sounds like she denied these things to him at first. And is then that your read on this. Is yeah, that what that happened? Is, yes. Steve. Um, the, the thing there's, there's a lot of confusion because I didn't really, I didn't really understand Matt's stance. And I mean, trust me, there are people that watched that same exact hour that we did. And people have come to me since then and said, I thought Rachel came across so much better than Matt did. Yeah. And then I've got people coming to me saying, I thought Matt handled it perfectly. He doesn't need to, you know, we don't need yep. a black, black people are tired of teaching white people. If she wants to work through it, that's great. Yep. He doesn't need to be there to coach her through this. This is something she needs to do on her own. It makes all the sense yep. in the world that he doesn't need to be with her. Like you do that. I'm glad that you're doing the work and you're going to, you know, learn more and unlearn a lot of the stuff that these, these biases that you clearly had in your head, but do that, do it, do it on your own. I don't need to be here to coach you and to yes to teach you. It's kind of like what we were going through, you know, earlier in the season with every time there's a racial issue in this in this franchise, everyone runs to Rachel Lindsay because why? She's, she's one of the few black yeah. women in the franchise, mm-hmm. and she's got a she's got a platform, the largest platform of any person of color in this franchise. And after a while, Rachel Lindsay's like, why do I have to keep commenting on every single time something racial comes up in this franchise? Like. Go to somebody else. Uh, we don't. We're us as black people are tired of trying to educate white people on this. Like, yes, we're really very well aware that there's racism out there. Why do you need my take? So, I mean, I get it. Oh, totally. I, like, you know, people can. You know, he can break up with her for whatever reason he wants. Um, I am on the side of. I thought Rachel ever since this story broke, from the second she released her first apology to me. She has done everything right. It doesn't mean absolutely that she's clear, cleared of everything, but she released a statement that took complete ownership. She never once made an excuse, never once blamed where she was from or anything like that. Then she did a seven and a half minute video where she did the same thing. She even told people who were defending her, please stop defending me. Yep. And then you read all the comments underneath. It's like, you don't have anything to apologize for, Rachel. Not a big deal. And she's like, <laughs> you watch the, the video. You, she literally just told you to stop defending yes, her. Yes, I know. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then I thought, and then I thought she handled herself fine on, on the show. I, I think maybe putting her hands on him when he wouldn't speak and, right. uh, you know, trying to comfort him, it clearly shows that she wants to be with him. And if he wanted yes. to be with her, they'd still be together. Yes. I mean, yeah, they were kind of holding hands there for a while. I was wondering if maybe they were going to work it out afterward and it would have been easy. So at one point, Emmanuel, Acho, mm-hmm. yeah, he's. Acho. I, I thought he did a great job. I did, I wasn't familiar with him before this. Um, Stu was, yeah. yeah. Stu knows who he is. I thought he did a great job, but at one point he was like, "Do you?" Because she had already said, "Don't you know?" People are like, "This is where you grew up. You didn't know." It's, it's, you know, this is a southern thing. You didn't know what those dresses meant, and. A hundred percent that's true. And she could have used that. And she didn't. She said, I should have known better. I should have thought about it. You know, I didn't think about it. And that's on me. I should have thought about it. It's not an excuse not to have thought about it. Oh, I fucking didn't she say ignorance isn't an excuse anymore. Yes, she said that. that, But then but then he asked her pointedly, he goes, how much were you thinking about this? You knew those pictures were out there. 
How that much was were an you? Unf- unfair question. Unfair question. No, that it was, was a total. No, it was a fair he, question because she's he was, like he was leading. No, no, he was leading the witness. But he, she was that, like that, that was that yes. that that was a question that I thought was unfair because it assumed that she was hiding this entire time. That's but, why I, I think I think Steve can can clarify this. I don't think uh, Brian. I don't think that 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 she at all thought that what she had done was insensitive yes, or wrong. That's why until that's, somebody brought it to her attention but, uh, but, after the taping. I know, but that's what her, the answer when she answered that question, she's like, I never thought about it at all. I didn't think anything of it. I, I knew those pictures were out there. It didn't, it never occurred right. to me until yes. after that, that was something that I should have worried about it. And that is, that is her upbringing. That is her ignorance. That is the thing that she said it was. I think she was, she, she was honoring, she was telling the truth. I thought, I just think that there are a couple of ways to ask, ask a question. There is, um, I'm curious. I know a lot of viewers are curious. Like, did you know that this was going to be something that might come back and bite you or, or were you completely unaware that you had done point. anything wrong? Good point. Or there's a, there's a, there's a, I think there's like an old legal axiom uh, that David Stern once told Jim Rome. And it's like the old, um, how long have you been beating your wife? Yes. yes. If you say, yes. If you say I, I don't, that means you've right. been doing it beforehand. Yes. If you say I still am. All right. right. Uh, yes. you know, so, so to say, to say, um, you know, how, how afraid were you the entire time that this would come to surface? I thought was just an unfair right. way to present the question. That's what, I mean, that I, I swear everything was stacked against her last night. Totally. I don't feel, and, and I guess this sounds just like a, a white guy taking up for a white chick, but yeah. I really think that she got brutalized last night. Like, I, I mean, like Steve just said, she's done. She's done like the right steps and yep. and everyone's yep. checklist of things you're yep. supposed to do when you do something wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's why I thought Matt could have let her off the hook, and and he's the only one who could let her off the hook. By the yep. way, yep. and it looks like he chose to give in to whoever was in his ear saying, "Well, you no, know, you need to prove a point tonight." Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that nobody's nobody needs to be in his ear. He he's hurt by this. It's it's I mean, he can be hurt by this. That's OK. You know, he's he's stung by what happened. He thought he was in love. He he thinks he's not. He's he thinks he was lied to. It's he doesn't need to be told to have those feelings. He has those feelings. And that's the, that's his truth. He can have that. That's OK. Yeah, it's 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 really fascinating because you guys are all uh, we're all watching the same thing. And your guys' difference of opinion on this is kind of how it's been divided since yeah. uh, since Monday night. Like, uh, there are people that just look at this and are like, I totally get Matt's side. And then there are people that are looking at it like Stu is looking at it. Like, man, she's done everything that she can do. And at least in the short term, it's still not good, no matter what she does. And, I, and I've talked about this for the last month on my podcast and on my lives is that, you know, I, I think – one of the first Instagram stories that Rachel posted after her first apology was her sitting on a deck and she had a, 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 dr- a smoothie and she had a drink with her. Mm. And in the background, you could see Emmanuel's book and it became, <laughs> Oh my God, look at how performative yeah. she is. Yeah. You know? So it's like, if she does, like this is a woman that needs to be held accountable, right? That's this whole thing of cancel culture versus sure. accountability. So everyone's like, she needs to be held accountable, which she absolutely does. Cause she had some horrible shit out there. Yeah. So, 
she needs to be held accountable. So for her, if she does nothing, because she's not a public figure outside of this show, she right. goes back to her life now. It's if nothing. she does nothing on her Instagram stories yep. and shares anything that shows that she's doing some sort of work, whether it's reading articles or reposting articles that she's reading or, or you know, links to books that she's reading by black authors, whatever the case may be. If she does nothing, everyone's like, oh, great. She gave us an apology and look, she's done nothing to show us. She doesn't care. Right. And then if she you does stuff, it's called performative. So yeah, for me, she, she can't win, but she for can't. me, if I'm her, I do the performative stuff because it's better to do something yeah. than to do absolutely and, nothing. Yes. And, and that's what, that's what kind of um, has like puzzled me this entire time for the last 10 months is you, you, the public would rather see somebody be disingenuine and do what they think they're supposed to do as opposed to just naturally reacting to it. She, she, she obviously feels bad after someone told her the, uh, the, the gravity of all these things. She obviously feels bad, but she had no idea at the time that that was the case. You could blame her or not. It's like, yeah. say that she did say she did something criminal, right? Yeah. Say that, uh, after, you know, it, after the tape of the bachelor, um, video surfaced from hit, a hit uh, and run. She, yes. she hit and run. Yeah. Yes. Or, or, or video surfaced from, uh, from a, 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 a store of her and her, her girls stealing clothes or something three years ago. Okay. Yeah. So, so you so at this at that juncture she apologizes online for it. Um, I was immature. I was I fell into peer pressure. That's that's not me. Blah blah blah. You could say whatever you want, and then you go on the show. I, I just don't think that any anybody with a heart would have made her feel worse for what she did, and then tell her she's on her own to go prove that she's not a crypto. Right. But worse. We're doing the thing she's asked us not to do. She's asked people not to do. We're we're defending her when she has we're said. Defending what, we're not defending what she did. No, no, we're that's defending true. Her, yeah. We're defending her reaction now. That's a good point, yes. To what she's doing. Yeah. We're defending yeah. what she did is what she was telling people not to. Like, right. Because, the, you know, look, uh, you go back to that tweet and that came out when the first pictures came out of Rachel Kirkconnell at that antebellum party. Yeah. I mean, you know, this show is made by white people yes. for white people and the amount of people that tweeted under my tweet of what's the big deal she's in a dress she's partying they're not celebrating racism like it's way outweighed the the minority take which was this is offensive it's, and yes and every single person i mean it, it almost became a running joke because every single person who had the take of what's the big deal um it's only a dress was basically a middle-aged white woman. It was hilarious. It's a bunch <laughs> of, of Karens. Yeah, that it this is. wasn't a big deal. It's like, who are you to say this isn't a big deal? You're white. Of course yeah. you don't think it's a right. big deal. It, like, it, it is very much a bubble. I've, I've, we talked about it earlier this season, I think. I, I was telling Jason, I went like a year ago, I went to a wedding in South Carolina and it was at, it was at a golf course and it was, the golf course was like, plantation themed and I was looking around and I was so uncomfortable because I'm from Southern California and all the shit that I'm seeing is not, did not seem right to me. And yet all the local people 
it was no big deal to them. Yeah. They yeah. they grew up like it it's it was normal to see the things they were seeing and what I was seeing was not normal at all to me. And so while she hasn't she hasn't made excuses for that, I mean she's from she's from that area and it's just completely fucking different than what we know. Yeah. And yeah. It, when you I think the thing that was you know, when it first, when the, when the picture first broke, I had so many people emailing me saying, Steve, this is a, this is a regular themed formal in the South. Like I went to a college yeah. that wasn't the college that she went to. We had the antebellum uh, formal Shut and at this, LMU? Is, this is a thing all around. And I'm just like, no, same stories. thing. Grew up in Southern uh, California. Didn't realize oh, right, that right. this was a thing until this all came out. And I'm like, okay, I get that. It's a thing can we make it not a thing we've had, we've had since, you know, since everything that happened this past summer, we've had statues being taken down because they are statues of men that owned slaves back in the day. We've had buildings in colleges and arenas in colleges on college campuses being renamed. So why can't we just now say, Hey, to add to that list of things that are being taken down because they promote racism, Confederate flag being taken down in NASCAR, another example, of course, Can we just get rid of antebellum? Should every yes. Greek system that has an antebellum party just yes. say, okay, no more? Yes. Like, that's the whole point. Yeah. It's almost like good that this got brought up because now it's become a national story. Like this was being talked about by Don Lemon on CNN. Totally. This is just bachelor bubble. Like maybe, it, maybe it actually helps. Yes. This is, this is now going to filter into the Greek system and these, these fraternities will be reprimanded for holding. Absolutely. An event like this. Yes. hundred percent agree. Jason. I think that there's like a, um, I think the, what, going back to that antebellum thing, like literally uh, the country, the country band Lady Antebellum changed her name to Lady A. To Lady yeah. A. Like, yeah. th- th- like things are changing like that, and I get it. But like um, my my thing with Matt is that he had he had a couple choices to make last night, and he chose the one that just made him look uh, like just just mean spirited, which he wasn't at all, and I don't think that's in him. Like. The, the guy that we saw on, on Monday night just didn't seem to be him. I, I agree with Brian that he has a right to be upset. But I, yeah. I also think that that was just out of out of character. I mean, we talked about this guy all season being there for the woman, no yeah. matter what she was accused yeah. of doing, no matter what. He always had the right thing to say. And then on the, the final rose, he just buries yeah. some chick that is that that made a mistake and she's done everything she possibly can up to now. I mean, she, she, she couldn't have done anything to prove any differently. Um, and and that's why I just kind of walked away kind of pissed off at this yeah. whole thing. Now, Steve, uh, Brian and I, um, we pride ourselves on being like the most oblivious bachelor podcast and that we don't do spoilers. We don't read the periphery uh, stuff on the outside, but this story, this story was a little too, uh, prevalent to not kind of mix in this year, but yeah. other than the plantation picture, which is the big one, I know she dressed up as a, as a native American. Did she also like a couple of posts? I mean, what, what was the yeah. degree in, in the wrong yeah. things that she had done? This is a it good was, question. well, everything, the antebellum picture was the last thing that came out on the night of the premiere. Somebody that knew her from her hometown. When, uh, did a TikTok and said, isn't it funny that the girl who wins this season bullied me in high school for dating a black guy and she's the winner. So that, but that, that, but that took on a life of its own and everyone just just immediately believed it. I called that girl out. She had no receipts. It was eight years ago. I didn't want to tell her that you're lying, 
but I also didn't want to say, well, oh, oh, 100% Rachel's guilty. Like she literally, it was just literally someone's words that said, oh yeah, when we were in high school, that girl told me, made fun of me for dating a black guy. It's like, okay. I mean, sure. I don't know what to do. It, it was, but everyone immediately went to, oh, the racist girl. Okay. And then once that came out, uh, there was a like, uh, she liked a picture of two of her friends at a party and right behind them in clear view was a Confederate flag. Sure. So there was that. There was uh, the TikTok. There was the uh, Indian headdress. Yeah. There was a retweet to sex trafficking on Instagram, which led to a Prager U. Uh, uh, no. Oh, no. Oh, so, she's canceled. She's can't. Wait, she's retweeting Prager U. Oh, this is, yeah, this yeah, is the first was, I've heard about that. Yeah. And it was. Well, the she's thing a was, huge it dummy. Wasn't, it wasn't a Prager U site. It right. was the person that she retweeted, Links. which was yes. a sex trafficking, like, hey, end sex trafficking. Yeah, you know, yeah, Ooh. great. Sex trafficking is bad. We don't need that. But the person she reposted, if you look at their Instagram account, it was strictly all. Oh, right. Uh, right. right stuff. She followed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I got the, it. the interesting thing about the Annabellum picture was, you know, because everyone is saying, like, how did this get by production and how did they miss this? The thing is, the Annabellum picture was not on Rachel's account. She never retweeted it. It's not on her Instagram. Literally, somebody, and remember, the show started at January 4th. That Annabellum picture did not come out and did not hit the internet until I believe it was February. It was the day they taped the women tell all. So February 4th, a whole month yeah. after. So, so for a month, it was just Rachel, the racist because of the Confederate picture, the reposting of the Prager U sex trafficking thing, the TikTok of the girl saying this girl bullied me in high school. Cause I dated a black guy. That was the Rachel Kirkconnell that was saying nothing. And it wasn't until February 4th where the antebellum picture came out and come to find out the antebellum picture was found by somebody who went on Rachel's friend's Visco account. Visco is like a photo app. A photo oh, I remember app. Visco. Yeah, Visco was kind of like a, an Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody went on Rachel's friend's Visco account, which then I went to after I saw it. And this friend Visco had like 200 pictures. Wow. So somebody, I think yeah. somebody saw the Rachel racist narrative that was being out there and wanted to pile on. Not saying that they did anything wrong. You can't blame them, sure. but somebody clearly went out of their way to be like, oh, and yeah. you know what else? Look at this. Yeah. And and that's where it kind of just took off. It but, set um, me up. The Annabelle thing was the last thing, and mm -hmm. it wasn't something that that's why, you know, Matt probably, I don't know, asked and she, yes. I, I don't know. She probably just thought it was never going to get out because it wasn't anywhere on her stuff. So how was she supposed to know that her friend's Visco account had I her honestly, at that party? You know, yes, I, I yeah, that's 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 really I good honestly, insight. Just like just like um, just like we said earlier, I I really don't think, and I'll take her for, at her word on this one. I don't think she thought anything was wrong about it. She didn't. Oh, she that. said that. Sure yes, no, no. So I, I don't think it. she was like. Yes. So I don't think Rachel. Um, the entire time thought that she had done anything wrong. I think that's pretty obvious at this point. Um, the point that I had made uh, prior to you coming on, Steve, and I just want to get your thoughts on this. So, um, you know, the whole uh, no good deed goes unpunished thing where um, they cast the first bachelor, big deal. 
Um, never quite answered the question of why didn't in the last 20 seasons you didn't cast a bachelor, but they just kind of glossed black, over that. Ba- they, black bachelor. They said, they, yes, they had they they had a black chiller on the fucking on the on the bachelor parody scripted show Unreal. First, they yeah. had a, they had a well, black ba- they had a black bachelor said, on the unscripted you show. You're yeah. just saying bachelor. That's yeah. what. Oh, I'm sorry. So Black Bachelor, right? Yeah. So they, they never really explained why they never had cast the one. They just celebrated themselves yeah. for casting the first one, which is, they, I always thought was funny. Here's the, here's the reason, because they thought it wouldn't rate. And you know what? The ratings are as low as they've ever been. This is the well, lowest rated Bachelor season. Yeah. No, no. We, we all know why. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. The ratings thing. I got yeah. that. So uh, my thing is, Steve, they um, they thought they were doing a really good thing. They thought that, that they were they were getting hip to uh, – to be square, you know, the current state mm-hmm. of affairs. So um, I, I don't know what, who it was. I mean, maybe it was Rachel Lindsay, but I'm thinking it was somebody else. Another peripheral uh, black contestant from a season prior uh, went uh, public this week and said that um, uh, Bachelor Nation or the Bachelor audience has a racist problem. And it's like that to me is like Exactly. I mean, if you're going to um, if you're going to do this and try to be disingenuine and just kind of um, shoehorn um, a, a black contestant on your show and not put a whole lot of thought into this, then you're going to get this kind of backlash. I think it's worked against them. In, in other words, if they had just done it naturally over the last 20 seasons, sure. they're fine. But they made a big deal out of this. Yes. They were brave and they cast the, the, right. their first black In, in 2021, now, they, were, they, they had a black character on their controversy, show. Yeah. yeah, now that there's a controversy, all everyone's seen just what their audience is and it's worked against yeah. them. Right. I mean, the fran- franchise is, is in rough shape after this. They don't have a host that it, it's a, it's it, they're backpedaling. They're trying to, they were trying to do something right. But I mean, it, in, in the history of this show is to bring it back to what Brian first said, this show has never been an, in, in a worse state. Right. No. And no. I think the thing that you mentioned, what's ironic is you know, when they made Matt the Bachelor, they announced him in June, two weeks after the George Floyd thing, when right. there was a major racial uprising in this country. And it was clear why Matt was made the Bachelor in June when Claire hadn't even started filming her season yet. Yep. So it, it was obvious why. I mean, he was obviously he was and he was known from um, being Tyler Cameron's best friend and yep. quarantine crew and all that. But remember, Matt was set to be on Claire's season. If we don't have a pandemic, Matt's on Claire's season and probably gets to the final four and would have organically probably become The Bachelor. Really good point. Right. No, so really was, good point. Great that's insight. That's why, like you said, he, they shoehorned him in. And again, it was somebody, this is the first time in 25 seasons that our lead was somebody that wasn't on a previous season, although Matt wasn't a total unknown. The diehards who love Tyler Cameron and watch all his videos and Instagram stories <laughs> were well aware of who Matt James was yep. because of his relation with Tyler. But to name him the Bachelor in June, before you even start shooting your Bachelorette season, because there's Instagram accounts popping up calling for diversity in this franchise, like, come on, we can read between the lines. We know what yeah. we know why it was, but they handled it so. I, they just handled yeah. it so poorly. They yeah. did such a horrible job. And, and I think the biggest thing is, and the inmates are kind of running the asylum. Now you've seen all these BIPOC contestants speak out against the franchise saying, 
we don't get included on this show. And you, 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 yeah, for Tasha's season and for Matt's season, you've given us, you've given the audience the most racially diverse cast they've ever had. They're yeah. definitely way more black and Asian contestants than we've ever seen before. However, the majority of the screen time is going to basic bitch white women yes. who, you know, call other, call the other, call other women, you know, <laughs> yes. escorts yes. and, uh, you that's know, take, take uh, crowns off people's heads. Like that's who you're giving attention to. So yes, I guess, I don't know, pat on the back. You, you are racially more diverse with your cast now, but when you don't show them, it's like, okay. Like I felt when we got to the final four on Matt's season, when we had Brie, Serena P Michelle and Rachel, I still felt like I don't know these three because they spent so much time worrying about what the fuck MJ was saying this season and what Victoria Larson was doing with her awful, you know, with her, with her unbrushed hair and all that stuff. I I just, it was, I felt like I didn't even know Serena Bree or, um, or Michelle. I really didn't. Victoria Larson was an actress that was cast, right? Can we, do we have confirmation of that, Steve? I mean, I've heard, I've I've been told she's just a hot mess in real life. Right. So I mean, I think that's just and it, what we saw of her on the show is probably how she acts around her friends and right. the you know the shit talking she does. She was clearly hammered in pretty much every single thing that she was yeah. saying. Every ITM that she was in, she looked like she was hammered. Um, but it, it just they just did such a horrible job this season, and you know. <laughs> all that happens within the season, yet the story also became everything that was happening outside of the show, all the Rachel Kirkconnell stuff. And then their mainstay, their mouthpiece, the fucking face of the franchise just shows his ass in a 13 minute interview where it was just like, and and I've, I've said this so many times, but I'll say it to your audience. And trust me, there's plenty of people out there like, same thing that people that were saying, what's the big deal? Rachel, it was just a dress. Yeah. It's just a party. Same exact people are saying, what's the big deal with, with Chris said, I don't get it. What's who cares? Like, why is he getting fired over this? The amazing thing is, is that interview with extra with Rachel Lindsay, her first question to him was, so what do you think about the Rachel Kirkconnell allegations? That was it. Yeah. That's all she asked yeah. him. And all he had to say was Chris so Harrison is still the host of this show. If he says, very surprised by what I saw. I'm very disappointed in her yep. and I'm looking forward to talking to her about it later on this season. Yes. Period. End of story. Interviews over. Guy still got his job and this doesn't blow up. It's amazing that this guy just, just had diarrhea of the mouth. He really did. Was, holy a guy. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. A guy who asked questions for a living, um, he got on the proverbial slippery slope. Like I, I can't believe he was not smart enough. Yeah to navigate his way through that. You're right. And because no one thinks Chris Harrison um, is, is genuine. He's, he's a fake guy that we like making fun of because he's so, he's such a dork. Um, So for him to just give like a, an answer, a blase answer would not have been uh, out of character. It would have been expected. You play it down the middle, you you know, so you're right. Him, him going out on a limb and trying to say something interesting uh, caused him his career. I think in this whole thing, that was, that was a slippery slope. You just don't, you you don't do an interview like that. And that's the other thing was, I get what Chris's initial point was. He was basically, because at that point, Rachel had not released a statement. She had not released an apology. He was coming on to basically say, hey, everybody, leave Rachel alone. 
and stop, you know, with the death threats and stop calling her names. Let her speak for herself. She will speak soon. However, he said that along with, and I don't think what she did was a big deal, essentially paraphrasing what he said, that was his, that was the problem. And that's where, and that's the thing. Rachel Lindsay did not go into that interview looking to set him up and looking to frame him and going into it. Like I'm going to get Chris here. She just asked, what did you think of the allegations? And the guy just would not shut up. And then he throws out like 50 million people in 2018 attended an antebellum party. Well, how, how does he know the US that? Population? Uh, <laughs> what? No, they didn't. What? <laughs> well, I couldn't believe. Like, what the yes. hell is he talking about? He was throwing out numbers and even the stuff that he was saying about Rachel. Like, I saw a girl at a party five years ago with a dress on. First off, it was three years ago. Secondly, it wasn't a sorority party. It was a fraternity party. That's the Kappa Alphas. If you do a quick Google search, oh, yeah. are seeped in. They praise Robert E. Lee, a yep. known racist yep. and a known slave owner. Like yep. he just, it was unreal. And that's what everyone's saying. Like it's unreal that that guy who's been on TV as long as he has and knows the ropes fumbled that interview as badly as he did. It it, it was weird because he was like in. He's like this was in 2018. He he's like. <laughs> Is it like it was a different <laughs> world back? He, he was acting like it was 1950. Yeah. He's like, and that's oh. what Rachel said to her. Rachel yeah. responded back, like, it's not, it's not, it's not appropriate yeah. in any year, Chris. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought, I, but I think, I think he was trying to hold it down for the front. Like, he's like, it's up to me to save the franchise. And also, I'm Big Dick McGee over here. I'm Chris fucking Harrison. Like, no, nobody's going to question Chris Harrison. I'm the host of Batch. Dude, you host a fucking game show. You're a replaceable guy. You're just a guy. You're not, you're, you, you say the words on time. You look at the camera when you're supposed to (laughs) stop thinking that you are some type of a star. You're a guy that reads the shit he's supposed to read. Go on, Jason. I'm interrupting you. Go ahead. Well, I just think that the bachelor is going to be like a very um, visible public example of this. Like, in a couple of years when we do kind of a deep dive on 2020, 2021 and uh, social justice and everything else, I think there's just going to be those examples of people and of entities and companies that just put their foot in their mouth and yeah. did everything and, and made their situation much worse than they were before. So it's like, in other words, I've heard people, people have said to me and you've heard You've heard people say this, that I'd rather know who you are than for you to smile at me and treat me kind and then motherfuck me behind my back or be a racist behind my back. Right. It's like the bachelor. There's a reason why there hasn't been a black bachelor for 25 seasons. They have they have made this uh, hugely popular product among white housewives around the country and they know who their audience is and they're serving their audience and they completely went out of their lane here and that they did it haphazardly. If they would have like, if they would have taken a minute and said, all right, we need to like relaunch this thing or reimagine. That's a big word nowadays. Reimagine this thing and then think about it. But they just like, they just haphazardly did this. Like Steve just said, like, Two weeks after George Floyd, we get the first Black Bachelor. Like, that's, like I think that we're going to look back at the Bachelor as just one example of, of of a person or a company that was like, 
we are going to be who we're not and it's going to come off as disingenuine and we're going to be much worse off than what we were before. Well, the other, um, I, I wanted to make a point about Monday night, which related back to the beginning of the season in the very first episode, when Chris Harrison sat down with Matt James and they taught and Matt was talking about what Jason was talking about earlier in regards to being a black person and being the first black bachelor. And, you know, it's in a tough position because certainly the black community is going to be interested as, is he going to pick a white girl and he's going to get yep. shit for that. And if the, he picks a black girl, it's going to be like, Oh, okay, great. Black guy picks a black girl. The, the other girls didn't have a chance. You know, that was his he burden. He, he talked about it in the first episode. Yep. But it was, and everybody has been saying it since that episode aired. And they've been saying it since is that Chris Harrison is not the person to be having that conversation. No. with Matt. He doesn't understand it. Nope. He has never lived a day as a black man. It didn't make sense. So when I watched Monday night and People have, you know, their opinions on uh, Emmanuel. Uh, most people, it's been overwhelmingly positive for yeah. how he handled it. Um, he did great. But just sitting there watching it as a white guy, I was like, first off, it's this is a first. We have two black men on the screen yep. talking about what it's like to be a black man in America. I thought that was pretty cool. And just the way Emmanuel speaks, he's very passionate in yes. the way he comes across. He's really... And he's very simple. He doesn't try and, you know, throw giant words at you. He's, I just thought that conversation of with Emmanuel and Matt was pretty powerful. And I'm just thinking the, but yet the whole time I'm watching the after the final rose, I'm thinking if Chris Harrison didn't show his ass in that interview with Rachel Lindsay, he's the guy <laughs> sitting there doing this and it would have been fucking been awful. awful. Yeah. Like Chris Harrison right. can't have that talk with Matt. He could, they could have yeah. given Chris Harrison the exact script that Emmanuel said to Matt, and it wouldn't have had the same impact as Emmanuel sitting there talking to Matt about it because Emmanuel has lived what Matt has lived. No, that's a, that's a really good point, Steve, because at one point, Emmanuel Acho says to, says to Matt James, he goes, what, what does it feel like to know that when you encounter someone you might be the only black person they see that day. Yeah. And what, what is, what is that burden like to have to sort of carry the, the flag for everybody that's black to, to, yeah. to, to be like, here's what black people are like yeah. every day of your life, all of these interactions. And I, and they had that, they, he asked them that question. I went, Oh my fucking God. I've never thought about that. I've never thought that that's what somebody's existence might be like. And that's, that's all of these guys. It's crazy. Jason, go ahead. I really think, I think that the only misstep, like I said, I had issues with that leading question. I thought it was a bad question about the, uh, not knowing, uh, that this was going to come out, but everything else I thought he did really well. Other than the fact that his, his, his pants were really tight and all that stuff. The, um, I thought that there was like, I thought Emmanuel Acho was much more fair to her than Matt was. Yeah, he played devil. He played devil's advocate advocate with Matt. Yeah, he did. Words, he, did. So that he, you can tell his opinion is, I know she did something really bad, but it was three years ago and she has done a lot of things I mean, I, I can almost see where Emmanuel was like, dude, let her off the hook a little bit here. He gave her, he gave him plenty of chances to do it and he wouldn't take the bait. Like you could tell that Acho's like, this is unfair. Like he could tell that he was in the middle of something that was uncomfortable. I mean, 
Matt, I think Matt at some point said, I didn't sign up for this. In other words, I didn't agree to do this conversation with this person. So I don't need to act uh, like you think I'm going to so, act. So I'm just going to not answer a question. Yeah. You, well, the you, other thing was, yeah. I, I mean, what Emmanuel said on the stage about, look, there's a difference between yes. being a racist and doing something that's racially insensitive and racially ignorant. And I, I don't think that Rachel Kirkconnell is a racist. What she did was highly, highly racially insensitive and racially ignorant. She yeah, just you, had no clue. You and, could tell that Emmanuel Acho had done, has, has thought deeply about this subject because when he well, said he that, it, yeah, when, yeah, when he said that, you're like, oh, this, this guy sees the forest for the trees. He can put this in a perspective that everyone can understand. Yeah. And I, and the thing was, I actually, um, I downloaded his book on Sunday. I'm only about a third of the way through. Um, but I wanted to get a little bit more background because I've only seen Emmanuel talk college football and, you know, yeah. a couple episodes of speak for yourself when, when he first started there, uh, you know, I've always thought he was really good sports wise, but I didn't, and I, and I knew about the YouTube series of, of uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. with the black man, but, um, I had never read the book. So I downloaded yeah. it and I read it this, uh, I read, uh, like I said, about a third of the way through and everything he said on that after the final rose, at least in the third that I he have read in the book, in the book yeah. is straight from his book. Yeah. Like he's, no, he's, he's, he knows what he's talking about and he's very well. Um, he, he, he puts it in a way where it doesn't seem like he's talking down to you and he doesn't seem like I know more than you. And this is my plight that I've been through. It's just like, look, Every single every single chapter in his book, at least the ones that I've been through, is the name of the chapter is an email or a tweet that he's gotten from a white person asking a right. very uncomfortable question. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. why do you guys do that? I mean, it's really like yeah. uncomfortable stuff that I almost feel weird even bringing up on this podcast. Yeah. But it's it's all the questions that white people have about black people and that he just dives into it. And it's now, just, it's a really yeah. good book. No, Jason, uh, J- where, Jason, I'm going to let you get your question uh, in a second, but I, I need to interject before we lose this. Steve, when you say you downloaded the book, that means you got it on your <laughs> kin, you got it on your Kindle, right? Or your yeah. iPad and Kindle. you're and and you in the evening when you're done, or maybe in the daytime after lunch, you sit there with a cup of coffee and you, you read the words and you turn the pages. So when you say I read his book, you mean, you mean you're actually reading the words that he wrote, correct? <laughs> yeah. What, okay. What, what okay. Cause oftentimes, well, exactly. You're exactly right. That's exactly right. Cause oftentimes Steve, somebody will say they read a book, but what they've really done is they've podcasted the audio version of the book and they'll be oh. like oh, oh no. i i spent you know what i did on my summer reading list i finally read anna karenina and i'll be like whoa that is a tough read congratulations and then it later will un- involuntarily it will come out oh no 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 they listen to the audio book and but they tell you that they read it. So I just wanted to make clear that, that Steve Carbone reality, Steve, he's a reader. He's read the book, which is an important distinction. Jason Stewart. So the, yeah, the obvious, the obvious thing here, uh, the elephant in the room is that um, I am an audio book listener. 
and but you say you read hybrid, them. You say you say hybrid, you hybrid read reader. Yeah. So I, I I showed Brian the other day like what my process is. I have a I have what's called a whisper sync Kindle, which is you read a chapter um, before you go to bed, and then on your way to work the next morning, you listen to the next chapter because the audio picks up where you left off on the, uh, on the book. So anyways, I have been, I have been hybrid reading and listening to books. Hybrid. 20, 20 years, 20 years. Hybrid reading. Brian, Brian seems to think that, that that's, that I'm much uh, less, I don't know, sophisticated because I listen to a good portion of other right. books. It's most, I would say huh. probably, I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing, Jason. I would say you're listening to much more of the book than you're reading. <laughs> it's See, that, a larger percentage. That, a lar- much that, larger percentage. There's no grounds for that. There's yes. no grounds for that. You I don't just, know that for sure. Just but anyway. a guess. Just a guess. Like, you know why? You know why I guess that, Jason? Because it's easier to listen to it. It's much easier. Of course. So no, no, why, if you're going to listen to part of it. If you're walk or if you're. Yes, if you're exactly. Hour, exactly. To work, it's easier exactly. to listen to. Yes. Okay. All right. So, um, so the point that I was going to get to, uh, to button this up about Emmanuel Acho is that um, you're right. Like he, he goes into his, his brand, like he, that, that's what he does yeah. um, when he answers like, People white or people that questions that white white people have like like that question of uh, how come we can't say the n word but they call each other the n word yeah. <laughs> like, like there, there's stuff like that that he addresses wow. um, and but he does he does something and the point that I was making earlier that Matt was refused to do on Monday night in other words uh, Osho realizes that there's a disconnect between what people know and what they should know. And, and he's willing to help. He's willing to educate. And from his perspective, Matt is basically like, you're on your own. It's not up to me. Matt isn't, Matt isn't as versed in this. Like he, he hasn't dedicated his life to explaining racism to people. Emmanuel Acho has. Yeah, so it's like if, yeah. if it's like if Rachel was Emmanuel's, if the if Matt if Matt James was the host of the After Thought yes. Rose and Emmanuel yes. Acho was the Bachelor, and this happened the other way around, Emmanuel probably doesn't break up with Rachel. Yes, he probably Correct. walks her through this and yes. ta- and is with her as she goes through this journey of holy fuck, I shouldn't have the, these things that I liked and these things that I wore and these parties that I attended were wrong. So that's where and, that seems to be the disconnect. Yeah. Yes, and, and I think that's the, the overall opinion. My general opinion is. That is the much more decent way to do things. Yeah. Like, it's, if it's, you can, they're both fine. If you can help somebody that you care about, yeah. yes, then you do. No, and, just, and that, so that that goes to my next my next question. Because Steve. we're all, but hold on, just just put a button on this. We're all a product of our experiences, and this this Matt James, he's just wasn't equipped, and most people wouldn't be equipped to deal with having the situation dumped on top of them. So we, we can't just go, Oh, he did the wrong thing or he did the right thing. He did, he did what he was equipped to do. And, and, and he handled it fine. As far as I'm concerned, he, he doesn't owe anybody anything. Go on, Steve. I know you've got, I know you've gotten this theory from, from people because you've gotten, um, that matching that, Ma- white, that Matt James is bisexual rebuttal. No, no. that's, <laughs> that, that is a theory. Oh, okay. Well, how about this? Um, That he himself, and I saw this online too. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. 
Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. I was so torn. And you could tell in the finale that he didn't want to choose one or the other. I think he was considering the, the consequences of each. And he was he just locked up and became a huge wuss in the finale. And then he chose her begrudgingly, but you know, we'll just we'll see what we could do after this. Um, this was a real easy out for him. This was this was a way for him to be like this. I can completely cleanse myself of this process and then go get the uh, go get what what happens to people that have been on The Bachelor with the amount of female attention that they get after this. Yeah. And he could enjoy that. this was an easy way out. Or, Do you buy an or male or yeah. male based on the rumors of his bisexuality? Go on, Steve, your, yeah, your I, answer. I, yeah, I buy it. And a lot of people believe that because. People are under the assumption that Matt has no, he doesn't need to be with her. She's, you know, why, why would he, why does he need to be with the racist? And I just think Colin, just, just the, 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 the Rachel is a racist. Rachel is a white supremacist. This narrative that's going on. It's like, it's a little bit much guys. Like let's not, I'm not saying you guys, I'm just saying people in general, Um, you know, people calling her, uh, you know, uh, when the family showed up for the hometown, all the memes that were going around that it was going to be like the movie get out and calling that's her good. Rachel KKK Kirkconnell. Yes. Like, you yeah. know, that's just like, yeah, that there's, there's no need for that. And she's obviously, I mean, I, I don't know if you noticed this. I certainly did. It's not like she, she wasn't, she clearly wasn't a big girl to begin with, but it looks like Rachel has, had a lot of stress in her life and probably hasn't eaten much since this has all gone down. Oh, yeah. She because she's miserable. She's gotten a lot of hate. I know that she's gotten death threats. Yeah. I know that she's gotten, you know, people just flooding her DMS with you're a racist yep. and you know, how could you do this? And you know, it, it clearly took a toll on her because she looked a little jaunt. Hot. Is that the word? Of course, oh, of course, oh, oh. and he knows that. Well, I mean, she is perfect. Too, yeah, that, that's a, that's yeah. the thing, Steve. He knows that she's gotten yeah. death threats, and he he knows that she's gotten no. all this pressure, and he chose to exacerbate it. Like, what did no. he do? No, he, no, 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 no. He doesn't owe what do you Jason. Mean? Do you, Jason, he doesn't owe her anything. Like, yeah. she's a contestant on a game show. No, he. And, she and owes her decency. Just because he was decent. Why, why brutalize her? And just because he's the first black bachelor, it he doesn't he doesn't need to be held to a higher standard than any other bachelor before him because every single one of these guys, for the most part, before him has has sought 
to level up based on their appearance on a on a 10 week show on 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 national television. So I don't like of course he's probably thinking what's he going to do after this cuz they all do that. They all are they all are looking to be the the sexiest guy in whatever town they live in and maybe go on dancing with the stars. And by the way, um I think that when you talk about like what the bachelor bachelor is just asking for trouble with all this stuff is like, if you're going to have such a superficial way for two people to, to uh, be engaged um, and then go on this, this big facade that you're all about love and it's not about ratings and making people miserable on camera. So um, my, you know, my friend Jonesy that I introduced last week on the podcast, he's a new listener to the show. Steve and, Jones and from the Sex Pistols? No, no, from no. KLOS? He, he's, he's, not re- he's not related to Steve Jones. Oh. Uh, Jonesy, he's, he's, uh, he's been watching The Bachelor for the first time and listening to the podcast. And we were, we were talking the other day and his takeaway from all this is, um, this makes me think that vetting your wife might take more than jumping out of a plane and sleeping with a couple other yes. women before yeah. you uh, propose to her. You're yes. kidding. Yeah. You you should know somebody for more than a total of three and a half hours before you give them a knee laying down. That's something I liked. And did you guys key in on this? That Neil well, Lane was yeah. <laughs> like brought in. To like do a therapy session <laughs> with Matt James. He's like, it's- <laughs> Neil Lane is the guy with the facelift that makes the rings. Like, what What was that? He comes in, he's like, Do you want to think about it? Like, what's going on with you? Where you where's your head at, Matt? Like, and Neil Lane, he can't emote because his face is so tight and the, the hair plugs and the dye. And he's like, Hey, he's like, Hey, why don't you just look at one of these rings and may you decide you can decide later. But it was like, it, he, he had to counsel Matt James, Neil Lane. That was, that was a, a big departure for the, for the bachelor. Steve, I want to ask you something because this has been a rumor and you're, you're the, the preeminent bachelor rumor person. Somebody sent me on my other podcast, trend lightly, my trending stories show that I do with my friend Molly McAleer. Somebody sent me a, a series of TikToks that showed that Matt James and Heather the Virgin from Colton's season, who showed up in a bit of stunt casting this season, which was really had 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 the show not devolved in the way it did and ended the way it did, would really have had my ire for much longer because it was a disgusting display of stunt casting. It's horrible. Yeah. There's rumors out there that Matt James and Heather, the Virgin from Colton season are in fact an item right now. And there was evidence on a TikTok that I got recently that they were both in San Clemente, California yeah. on the same day. Can you talk to that at all, Steve? Um, they're not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah, no, love that not, dude. They're not dating. He's I love not, that. He's not with her. Yeah, he's he's not with her. They're not dating. Um, they 
it's just not a, it's not a thing. These people, the, the, the new you've, thing. So now, you've heard the rumor. The, the, you know the rumor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I've heard the rumor. Yeah. Uh, the, there's that. That's like the new sport. The new sport yep. of Bachelor Nation is when the new cast comes out, which for Katie's season probably going to be tomorrow. Um, let's do all the digging we can and find out who's the biggest a hole on Katie's season. Like they are going to these these internet people who have nothing better to do are just going to go down the wormhole and clearly they're going to go through the Instagram accounts, yep. which are probably most set to private anyway. At least 10 of the 12 guys that I released are already set to <laughs> private. So they're not gonna be able to find anything on an Instagram account, but they're going to do digging and they're going to try and find stuff. They probably won't find stuff until all these guys come back online. But um, that's a, that's a new sport. And the other new sport is to create a TikTok and make sure your hashtags are all bachelor bachelorette. Oh. So they show up in people's timelines who watch that show and, 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 <laughs> and get attention yeah. because um, yeah, stuff like that. I, I mean, I wish it wouldn't, I wish that person wouldn't have done that because it's doing Heather a disservice and Matt a disservice because yeah. it's a rumor that they don't need out there, but they're, no, they're not. They're not uh, dating. Yeah. They're not dating. He's, I mean, as far as I know, he's just, you know, I think he was a little exasper- exasperated by this season yes. and just kind of wants to be done with it and move on and just be like, all right, I'm, I'm done. Right. Right. At what point this season, um, you know, you are the, the, the foremost, um, you know, media type, to get all the dirt on the bachelor. You, Brian you said, have, Brian said preeminent. I'd that's like right. to go with that. Preeminent, preeminent also preeminent foremost. And, yeah. <laughs> yes. Definitely preeminent. He's, he's, like, he's you, the, the number one bachelor source. Yes. On the planet. And, yep. and often, not often, but every once in a while, he, uh, reality, Steve becomes a part of the story. He he's, doesn't he's, just break. The he's news. oft he quoted. You'll see him in People so, uh, Magazine. You'll see him on page yeah. six. Yeah. So, like this season, um, this season of The uh, Bachelor, other than this Kirkconnell thing, um, was there something that, that you had gotten either very early on um, or something that happened on the way that was like that, that definitely um, crashed the internet? And made everybody, um, you know, flock to the reality Steve blogs and podcasts. And by the way, how early on in this process did you know that uh, Rachel was going to be the winner? Uh, Don't disrespect and, reality, Steve. I mean, he, he had it first, first, of course. <laughs> to answer the first question, when that TikTok came out the night of the premiere of that girl saying, I went to high school with the girl who won this season and she bullied me for dating a black guy. From that moment on, January 4th on, this whole season was Rachel Kirkconnell. Yeah. There was nothing else. Um, I said the there same was thing. a small story about he- uh, Sarah, the blonde girl who left because her dad has ALS, that she was banging g Easy for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That she's that she, yeah. that she had, and, and she not only was she, did she used to hang with g Easy, but now she's also dating. She was with a guy pre show and was with him right after she got eliminated. S- was some. Some low budget DJ out of Arizona. Was there was uh, anything made of her acting like she's like, hey, I'm an anchor in market number three hundred fifty seven, and she and she acted like that was a big deal. Did was that a concern I at all for she anybody? Played it up, but that was yeah. her. She was never going back to that. Um, yeah, that that gig. And then the other yeah, thing was um, the night of the premiere. So this 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 ended filming right before Thanksgiving. So all of December, I'm. I kept hearing 
Rachel and uh, the things that I was hearing was Rachel and Michelle, are the final two and Rachel wins, but I was hearing it from so many people. And a lot of it was coming from the coming Georgia area where Rachel is from. And I was like, this is too easy. Too many people yeah. know this. I, I, but it was the only one I was hearing that Rachel Kirkconnell won. So the night of the premiere, when I gave my spoilers, I was like, I think the next day I said, look, here's where I'm at. I've been told by numerous people in the coming Georgia area that it's Rachel. I haven't gotten the That's a hedge. That's that called I a hedge. That, that she won. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten the specifics that I usually like to get to absolutely 100% say I know that she won. But then I think about two or three weeks later, I did. So I want to say like mid-January, mid to end of January, I got the confirmation that I needed that, oh yeah, Rachel Rachel won this season. And that's I think, that's when I got it. Yep, yep. Beckner, Beckner and I found it very interesting that because you know we have our own sources too. That's right. That there was there was a lot of noises coming out of coming Georgia that she had won, and then just out of nowhere, a lot of noises out of climaxing Tennessee. <laughs> oh, nice, that she, nice, Jesus. Yeah, that she had. <laughs> was just, she had won. <laughs> so speaking of that, yes. So I, I was, <laughs> no, this is right around those lines. Yes. So we're talking. I was talking about this on another podcast. Um, so Katie, obviously her intro with Matt was like, Oh, look, I brought my dildo. And basically it was insinuating, like I'm going to play with myself with this thing during the course of filming. Jesus. Cause I need my little friend with yes. me. Jesus. So we're, yeah. we're talking about the other, um, I was thinking about, okay, now Katie's the bachelorette. The guys are going to be getting out of the limo and a couple in the limos and a couple of nights. Is it appropriate or is it like, like Katie doing that was funny it wasn't that big of a deal. Yes, ABC had to black it out because yeah. it's. A, I guess they can't show a dildo at eight o'clock. I don't know. Yeah, sure. For standards and practices. But what if a guy comes out of the limo and like, yeah, brought a bottle of lube because I'm going to jerk yes. off this season. Wow. You know, like yes. it would be totally different. Like it's just funny that Katie's is so acceptable. But if a guy were to walk up to Katie and be like, look what I brought, my little you know penis flesh bot. Yeah, the pocket yeah. pee. Yeah, they're yes. like, yeah, this, look what I brought. Look mm-hmm. what I'm going to use this season when you're not around. Jason Stewart brings several. Be like, oh, my God, yeah. he's a pig. What, yes, uh, he's harassing her. Disgusting. <laughs> no, it was it was a stunt, but it, it paid off for Katie. Because she, you know what? Yeah. She backed it up. Another one of these girls could have brought could have brought a, a vibrator, a sex toy, yeah. marital aid to the to the set and it could have gotten no juice it could have died off right away but but katie got the good at it and she she brought the heat yeah do do we know who's gonna be steve and i know it's too early so i i assume it's gonna be the recent people like we expect but the the premiere uh show of the franchise of course i'm talking about bachelor in paradise which all these other shows let's be honest are feeder shows for Bachelor in Paradise where where real shit goes down. Do we know who's going to be there? We can assume all, all the big names. Uh, of course, yeah. my favorite, MJ, the hairstylist from from Ohio, she's yeah. definitely going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, I'm, sure. I'm, uh, yeah, she's got to be there. All, all, I mean, all the big names. Four, the thing with Paradise this season is you've got four seasons to choose from. You've got Tasha's men, you've got Matt's women, mm-hmm. you've got uh, Peter's women and Katie's men. Yes. Amazing. Even Katie's men that we don't know yet. Some of them are going to end up yes. on paradise yes. as well. So amazing. They're going to have four. This is going to be the all star season. They're oh going, my God. They're going after the heavy hitters, the Hannah Ann's, the Victoria Fuller. 
one thing that came up, um, I think on the last podcast, uh, Brian had seen some periphery noise that Claire is back with uh, with the person. Oh, she's, no, she's won her season. Yeah, she's definitely she's definitely with Dale Moss. Still, they're down in Miami. Steve will tell you. Yeah, and they've been seen in Miami, and then right now, as we speak, they were in plenty of pictures of them walking around New York holding hands. So I yep. guess. I guess they are back together. I, I mean, I'm only I only know what I've seen that everybody else has seen. The pictures of them clearly being together and holding hands and kissing in New York. So was um, was and has this been confirmed? Was Claire in fact the oldest bachelorette in Bachelorette history? <laughs> also, also still open for debate. Was she in fact 39? You know her birth her birthday is. Uh, What's uh is um eighteen um her birthday Saturday she turns forty on Saturday. Well, you got to have her on the reality Steve. What? Commemorate now. Um, Breaking I, I, fucking news! This guy Steve, yeah. he, this guy reality Steve, he knows shit he should not know. This guy is a fountain of information. Yeah. What a resource! Claire Crawley <laughs> turns forty on Saturday. Unbelievable! <laughs> Shocking. How about the, how about the, there's a, do you want to do you, have yes, you heard the theory? Of course. Have you heard the theory going no, around about no. Cobra Kai season four? Or, oh, Cobra no, Kai. No. Go Cobra <laughs> no Kai. Yeah. I was going to ask. There, there's, there's a theory. I don't know how true it is, but there's a theory that Tori yes. could be Terry Silver's daughter. <sighs> yeah. I, I guess they could easily make, they could that easily part. make that part of the canon. I would e- think. easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. And, and, and Tori, wow. by the way, um, I mentioned this on our Cobra Kai podcast, but I don't, I don't know if our listeners sync up. Um, she is like the most successful celebrity on that show. She has like four million hold Instagram on, followers. Hold on, hold on. Disney girl. Hold on. She came from the Disney world. Yeah. Hold on. Hold yeah, on. And, hold on a second. Hold she, on a second. She is. She definitely is like the hottest female on that okay. show. I think they you're should disgusting. make more storylines around her. Jason, you're disgusting. But also, how are you going to say? That Tori from Tori, whose name you do not know, no one knows her real name. Tori from Cobra Kai is the most successful character when Ralph fucking Macchio, who I don't know if you know this, he starred in three Karate Kid movies, is also on the show. And yeah, he sucks. He's horrible. He, he talks about Miyagi a lot. Does Ralph Macchio have? I'm curious. I was going to say. Not, not, not as many. Not as many, of course. Let me look. Today's He's, measurement. Today's measurement is social media. I, I guarantee she, I guarantee you Ralph Macchio, Ralph Macchio has many fewer social media followers oh, than sure Reality Steve Carbone. Let, yeah. I'm, I'm going to put it to you guys. Let's, um, let's do a guess. Don't cheat. Okay, I'm not cheating. I never, okay. I never oh, cheat. I, I never cheat. I got I to find his Instagram. So Ralph... Macho. So my girlfriend does this to me all the time. She's like, don't look. And I'm like, I'll never look because I don't want to. I'm not the, I'm not a spoiler person. All right, I want the is. surprise. How many followers on Instagram does Ralph Macho have? Brian, I would your first. OK, I would say in the it's it's over 100,000. I would say but not much over 100,000. I would say 114,000. Instagram followers, Jay Stu. Yeah, I Instagram. Um, if this was like Twitter or Facebook, I'd probably skew high. 
Instagram, I think, is a little too young for this guy. Um, I'm going to go like 62,000. Wow. 1.4 million. Whoa! Oh, shit! <laughs> Woo! Are you kidding me? Wow! Yeah. 1.4. What? That's a that's a stunner. No, he that's, bought that's those. He bought those. His his people, yeah. his people went out and got him those followers. I need to see one of those charts that shows like how many followers he had on each day because there's going to be a spike there somewhere. Jeez. I want to see. I want to. I want now. I want to check Billy's abs. I want to. I want to see where Billy's abs. This is, is at this is going to bum us out because Billy's abs should have five times as many, and he's going to have around half. I'm going to say about six hundred thousand. I mean, well, he didn't star in The Outsiders. Stu, what's your guess? Um, I'll probably go around the, the 150,000 range. 1.5 million. Oh, he's got more! <laughs> he's got more! <laughs> he passed Machio. Unbelievable. You know, Steve, next week we're doing a, for the, for the NCAA tournament, which I've just learned this week is still a thing. Oh. For 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 the NCAA tournament on the Ball of Lifestyle podcast, we're doing a tournament episode, best sidekicks, and Jay Stu's going to appear. And where do you think Jay Stu has Hawk slotted amongst the best sidekicks? Because Jay Stu, he he was he was when we did the Karate Kid or the Cobra Kai episode, he was you could literally hear drool dripping from his jowls over his love of Hawk. Do you think he will, he will have Hawk making a deep run in the sidekick tournament? Well, is this, is this a 64 person field? Of course, and of course it is. There, of course it is. Okay. So where do I, where do I think Hawk is seated right now? Yeah. Right. I, w- I, is, I would have him like an eight seed, right? Like middle say, of the pack. I, yeah. I was just going to say eight or nine seed is yeah. where Hawk would yeah. be at. Yeah. So, so whose sidekick is he? Well, that, that doesn't even make any sense here. He's he's sidekick to um to Johnny. Yeah. The, this is yes. all this is all a, an orchestrated uh, point to to make fun of me for taking it for Hawk. You and love I'm, Hawk. I'm going to I'm going to die on that. Yeah. On that hill. Like that you like I think, you think I, he's I, a good character. He sucks. I think if you Google if you do a deep dive on Hawk and how he's been critically accepted. I think you'll see many more opinions by sophisticated TV um, columnists and whatnot that agree with me than than agree with with yes. you and Ed Daly, yeah. who are you know yes you guys and, are, and, are not very sophisticated and Steve Carbone, Travis can, Rogers. Can, can I yeah. admit something to you guys? You also like Hawk. No. Yes, of course not. I um, I have been group during this pandemic and whatever i just was like i need to get caught up on on movies because i've more been i've always been more of a tv guy than movie guy so i have been group watching my friend sets up the group watch and we kind of watch together and we'll we'll text during the movie our thoughts and stuff like that i have been doing it with the marvel franchise oh, i've never I've never been into them horrible i've never gotten into that stuff but i am now I think I'm about six movies away. I think I, there's like 23 movies in that first Jesus. phase. And um, I, I think I've watched 17 and uh, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not nerding out on it, but I, 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 I'm like, okay, I get why people like it. I mean, I, this is what you, you, it's so funny. You say it's that the same plot every time. 
You can Google uh, in what order should I watch the Avengers? Yeah. I did that. I oh, did that, yeah. and I did it. So before before this finale here, um, I did the exact same thing because I I finally gave in. I was I was first I was first on that on that side of like I'm not going to give into this. It's a comic book thing. Yeah. I did, I wasn't raised with it. This is I don't this need is, to pay attention. You to guys it. have big virgin in, energy right now. Like people people but, are going to think I've never had sex if they listen to this. But, okay, go on. But I gave into it. I gave into it, and I did the exact same thing that Steve's doing. And it is a it's a compelling no, story. I, yeah. I hate I hate oh, the over CGI the action, but when it gets down to the story, I think that's why it's kicking the ass of the DC comics. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. All of oh us grew God. up knowing who Superman, Wonder Woman, how did and Batman I, how did were. I let this happen? And <laughs> they're, the Avengers to me were kind of off my radar. I kind of knew about Captain America, but I didn't really know. Oh my God. DC comics should be dominating and they're getting their ass yeah, kicked asking, because yeah. of the storytelling. But in right? terms of the yeah. movies here, Here's what ha- let me guess. I haven't seen them all. I've seen a couple when my kid was little because I took him because he's a child and he likes those kind of movies. So I would take him to him. But now he's he's 15. He's outgrown him. So but let me let me just let me just summarize the plot of every Marvel movie. There's a guy who either has or is attempting to get an item or a control of something that will allow him to control and or destroy the world or the universe. Am I far off? I mean, not really. No, that's exactly what happens in every single one. Every single one. There's a guy that wants, hey, give me this shiny block or this sword or this thing. And once I get it, I'll be in. I can control an army that can destroy the universe. Right. No. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. That's a very simple way of looking at it. 23 times. You got to watch that 23 times. (laughs) There's a. uh, There's one time is the amount of times you watch that. There's a compelling story. There's a reason why no, the franchise is so is so popular. There's a compelling story amid all of the characters. Yeah. The villains, to me, I think are kind of interesting. All but the it's same. more the storyline of all the people. Stu, did you watch WandaVision? Oh, oh my god! I did. Yes. No, you yeah. didn't. Very, that was really that was good. I liked. Um, I liked the finale, was, was Catherine Hahn in that? Cr- I love Catherine Hahn. The, the finale. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think shut down Disney Plus. It was a, Amazing. a wildly popular show, and yeah. then they're they're about to release um, the Falcon and, and his and the his Snowman. Sidekick. Sean Penn. That was a good um, movie. Okay. <laughs> I read the book. I actually read the book though. I didn't listen to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Sorry about that. Sorry about no, the I love sidetrack. It. Uh, no, I love it. I love it. This this was so fun. Let's let's wrap it up here. Unless Jason Stewart, do you have do you have anything else for Steve Carbone? No, we're good. We're going to yeah. end it on the Avengers yeah. and Cobra Kai okay. angle. I'll, cl- yeah. I'll clean it up in post. Um, excellent job, Steve. I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. Um, it's that this was a really interesting conversation and I, I appreciate both of your perspectives and it was, it, it turned into something that I wasn't expecting it to be. And it, and it was much more fun than what we normally do. So I appreciate that. Um, Jason Stewart, 
fantastic work as always An, another great season it, it's nice yes to to take a breather from bachelors but we will definitely jump back in when the bachelorette starts up so for jason stewart and special guest steve carbone reality steve my name is brian backner this has been the bachelor lifestyle from the we'll see you next time with Chris Harrison, you crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We're making a connection, we're falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We're starting in LA and then we travel the world. We're toasting champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe, but I cheated, logged on to reality. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com match. Limitations apply. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required.